Welcome to this breakout session. We are going to be talking about guiding short-term teams through 2020 and beyond. How do we lead and keep our people engaged in times of uncertainty? Just as a quick way of introduction, my name is Drew Davis. I am the Director of Client Success at Service Reef. Um, I've had the tremendous privilege uh, to work with a number of you all and outside organizations and just hearing how they are handling everything right now, how they're walking with their teams, how they're walking with their uh, partners and how they themselves are carrying out the mission that they set out to. Uh, my partner and co-founder, uh, Micah, helped me put this breakout together due to time constraints. He could not be here today, which is unfortunate because if you know Micah, uh, you know it pains him deeply uh, to not be here right alongside with you all. He, he misses you all and wishes we could see you all face to face, um, but he just could simply not be here today. Uh, but we are so excited to be able to provide this resource to you all and and hopefully uh, you leave here with some great information uh, to take back to your team and help your organization to get started we want to talk about three goals uh, just throughout this breakout session just kind of lay before you um, that if you leave here today with these three goals met uh, and hopefully we help you meet those goals um, i think we can all consider it a win and so the first one uh, we want to affirm and encourage the work already taking place. And so what we mean by that is you all have adjusted, pivoted, broke out into a new normal, whatever word phrase that has come about from church leaders, business leaders, whoever is influencing you, you all have done it and done it well. And, and I just want to affirm you all in that. And so, and even throughout this breakout, uh, you may hear some things like, okay, we're already doing that. We're already doing that. Good. Like be affirmed in that. Uh, but we also want to encourage you into some new work. And so maybe it's something personally, maybe it's something with your team, with your partners, with the community around you. We want to encourage you into some, some new spheres uh, to try some things out. Um, what better time than now to just try something new and, and see if you reach a different audience or if you generate a new plan to reach your partners or reach your community. Uh, so we want to encourage you into a new work. Uh, we want to prepare and equip you for any uncertain times that may come up. Uh, certainly, this pandemic is not new to the Lord. Uh, you know that. I know that. Pandemics have been going on for thousands of years, uh, from the early Christians to the time of the Vikings to the time of the Reformation, all the way to now. This is nothing new to the Lord, and it's nothing new to this world. Uh, but for, certainly for a lot of us, uh, this is brand new. And so how are we prepared for something that may come up? Maybe it's a pandemic, maybe it's something else. I wish I could tell you, uh, but how are you gonna be prepared and equipped for when that next thing comes and creates an uncertain time? Uh, so hopefully you can leave here today with maybe a plan, uh, a pandemic plan of sorts um, that you can put into action when that thing happens. And we really wanna encourage you to establish three key takeaways that you can implement right now. And when I say right now, I mean in the next week. Uh, maybe it's a social media plan. Maybe it's something personal and just responding to the Lord and being in prayer. Uh, maybe it's something with your team or with your partners. But try to find three key takeaways that in the next week you can hit with your team. Um, and so the goals affirm and encourage your work, prepare and equip you for uncertain times, and establish those three key takeaways. Without further ado, let's jump in, dive in. If you've got questions along the way, we are here with you. Uh, so feel free to ask questions. We'll respond to them as quickly as we can. Um, but let's get going.
So first and foremost, how do we handle fear from participants? Certainly there are a lot of us that are afraid. Um, we hear pandemic and, and it just sends us into a tailspin. And I know there are a lot of you who, there are missions people that they don't care, pandemic, natural disaster, whatever comes, send me, I'll go. And we love those people, they're awesome. But we do have a responsibility to engage and respond with those who are just afraid. And, and it's okay to be afraid, but how are we helping them walk through that? And so first and foremost, we wanna be in listening prayer. Um, and so certainly laying our requests before the Lord and bringing him our concerns, bringing him our fears, and bringing him the fears of our teams, um, whether they're our, our coworkers or our teams that we're sending and our partners, um, but we want to be in listening prayer. And I, and I hone on the word listening because it can be really easy to just lay our concerns before the Lord and not respond and not wait for him to respond. And so spend time, whether it's in your car, quiet time at work, at the house, wherever you can find a time to disconnect. Just listen. Sit down and listen to the Lord and see what he has for you. And in that, uh, we want to encourage you to release it to him. Um, there can be a lot of times where we want to control the world around us. And certainly in a pandemic, there's a desire to control uh, from everything from our work functions to our families. It, it, we're, we've all been there. Um, but just release it to God. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I don't feel like there's anything that I can do to change the state of the world or end this pandemic, but give it to God. And so giving those fears over to him, releasing those concerns over to him and let him take control. Um, there's a there's a prayer by John Eldridge that's been circulating around lately and it's Jesus I give everyone and everything to you and so in those moments of anxiety high stress loss of control just encourage you to repeat that prayer it's simple it's short um, but it will draw you closer to the heart of God next we want to consider your own response um, whether that's personal and in, in regards to this kind of listening and prayer and releasing it to God or maybe it's your response to the community around you um, or to your partners overseas. Um, how are you responding? Um, have you checked on your neighbor? Have you asked your church how they are responding, how you can engage there? Are you listening to your partners and what their struggles are and how you can engage with them? Um, but what's been your response in that? Um, and certainly we all have different responses and that's okay. God made us uniquely uh, to reflect his image, uh, but consider your response through this process. Along those lines, uh, leading well. So some of you may be in roles that you are leading a team, whether you're a short-term team leader or you're leading an organization, um, or um, you're a leader in your in your company, and certainly you're a leader in your family. And so the first, first key point would be transparency. So sharing what you know and share it openly and quickly. I, I don't know about you, but I have seen so many times where leaders kind of keep things close to the vest and kind of wait for things to develop and, and tend to be, tends to be what happens is those who report or those who they are leading are left in a state of uncertainty. Um, and certainly we don't want to put more uncertainty uh, in the world than already is there. And so we just encourage you to lead with transparency, share your own fears, share your own concerns, share what's going on in the company or in the organization or with the team um, and share it openly, um, inviting people in will draw their responses out. You'll be able to lead them better. Next, we wanna talk about communication. We all know we have different philosophies on communication, what to communicate, when to communicate it, but we would just encourage you, 
Communicate frequently and often. Don't wait for your constituents or participants or whoever is, is waiting for you to communicate. Don't wait for them to come ask you a question. Communicate to them. Let them know what's going on. Uh, don't wait till the last minute. Jump ahead, communicate to them, and make it clear. Uh, next, we want to encourage you to engage. Uh, everyone is feeling a little bit like a caged animal right now. And so remember that your offering of short-term trips has a goal for people to use their skills for something bigger. You don't offer short-term trips so people can see the world. You offer them to make a difference. And in a similar light, you can be engaging and encouraging people to make a difference right here and right now. Um, so you can, you'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but how are you leading people to engage the world around them, engage with their neighbors, engage with their community, their church, local partners? Um, how are you calling, calling them to that same missional lifestyle that they were going to go on a short-term trip to live? How are you calling them into that locally to the world right around them? And in that is going to bring about the, you've got to care for their hearts. So caring for the heart of your participants. And, and for me, I believe this starts with my own heart. So how are you caring for your own heart? How are you taking time away to be with the Lord, to find rest and, and peace there? Um, people are looking to you for answers. They're looking for you to solve their problems. And that, it, that can get overwhelming, if, if we're being quite honest. That can get overwhelming. You can feel like you don't have all the answers, uh, but if we're not taking care of our own heart, we're not gonna be able to care for other people's hearts well. Um, so know your heart. Allow the Lord to know your heart um, so that you can care for your participants well. Next, I would just encourage you to listen. Um, and sometimes it's really hard for a lot of us. I like to talk. I'm a little bit of an extrovert. And, and so sometimes I like to just get going. But how are we listening? And sometimes it just takes being patient with people to allow them to talk things out. So listen to your participants and what they're saying, um, what their ideas are. Um, what their fears are, what their concerns, what their suggestions are, but ultimately listening to the Holy Spirit. Again, going back to that listening and prayer, of how are we listening to the Lord and listening to the Spirit as He's guiding us through that process? Um, it can be really easy to be self-sufficient. Um, we've all fallen into it. Maybe some of us are in it right now, um, but just encourage you to listen to the Spirit and allow Him to guide you through this process because we all know whatever's going to come out of this is going to be good because God is good. Um, and so allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into that good work that God has in store for you. Next, you know your people. And, and, and you know your audience. You know the people that, that you communicate to. Uh, but how well do you know them? Um, some of you may be walking with or leading thousands of people. Some of you may be leading a, a group of 10. So understanding how, what are those avenues and pathways that you can really know your people well. Know their families. Know their likes, their dislikes. Um, and that shouldn't overwhelm you. Don't let it be, okay, I've got to do this right now. But in the process of things, in this season, you have some margin to get to know your people well. Who are those people that maybe they should be a team leader and maybe they should be a long-term missionary, um, but really dive in to knowing your people well. The big one that everybody's asking and everybody's wondering about, do I cancel or do I reschedule? Um, what does that look like? What does that process look like? And so one of the things that we would advise you to do is build a question list. What are those questions that you have, that your participants have, your partners have? What are people asking? And then what are your answers? And you may not have all the answers, and that's okay. Um, certainly try to find a way for those answers. Um, but know that there may be some questions thrown at you that you just simply don't have an answer for. Um, but building that question list will help you think through that process of making that determination of, 
Okay, do we cancel this or do we reschedule this? Some of those questions, is it possible to even reschedule? Uh, do you want to reschedule the trip? Uh, would participants, participants be able to reschedule? We've all got crazy schedules uh, in our lives and some, some people have been waiting for this trip for years and it's finally built to this point where they can go. And so is it even possible? Can we accomplish the same goal if we reschedule? How much work will it be? And what are our absolutes for rescheduling? So building out your own personal question list, what does that look like? Next, creating a checklist. Uh, so what all goes into canceling a trip or rescheduling? What does that look like? What do you have to do if you cancel a trip? What do you have to do if you reschedule a trip? Who owns that responsibility? Um, what category does that fall into? So we're really stepping back, thinking through the process. And some of you all, many of you all have already have this process laid out. Uh, but if you don't, stepping back, creating that checklist, thinking through, okay, what are all those steps that it took to plan this trip? And would it be easier to cancel those or reschedule those? And you may have a mixture of both, uh, but building out that checklist will help you kind of think through, okay, that's gonna be a little bit harder to cancel. That's gonna be much easier to reschedule. So things like flights, hotel and lodging, field transportation, um, do you need to transfer funds, insurance, uh, team video meetings, donor plans, partner plans, um, what all goes into that, um, building that checklist of that process. And then determining your type of trip. What does your trip look like? Um, is it a medical trip? Is it a service trip? Is it VBS? Is it evangelical? Um, what type of trip is it? Because that'll bear a lot of weight onto, well, I can't reschedule a medical trip for this specific purpose. Maybe you can. Um, or maybe I'm gonna have to cancel this VBS because next year they have a different strategy and different plan. So being in communication with your partner is, is essential. Being in communication with field workers, missionaries on the ground, whoever you're working with, to better understand uh, what type of trip are they gonna be needing the next year um, or how can we continue to engage uh, in that. Next we wanna talk about clarity and fundraising. Um, certainly there are so many questions that come along with fundraising. Um, returning of funds, transferring of funds to the donor, to the participant. Um, my advice, let the people who handle that, handle that. So involve your accounting and finance team. Bring them into that conversation. Invite them into the bigger picture of what's going on. And certainly you're gonna equip them and, and let them see maybe a different side of things that they've never seen before. So involve them in those meetings. Second, we wanna involve leadership. And some of you, that may you know, be nerve-wracking. Well, you know, my boss doesn't necessarily have the time or, or this leader doesn't have the time. Um, but as much as you can, involve leadership in, in that clarity and in that process. Um, and then clearly communicate to audiences. And, and that can be nerve-wracking in and of itself uh, because you want, maybe you want to make people happy. Maybe you just want to make the right decision. But ultimately, you're going to have to communicate something. So just stick to your guns. Be confident. And, and you've talked with your accounting team, you've talked with your leadership team, and then just clearly communicate that to your audiences. And be ready for questions. Be ready for those questions to roll in, and those are okay. You're just walking with your people through the process. So we wanna involve our accounting team, we wanna involve leadership as much as possible. Give them a summary. Uh, provide options with benefits, drawbacks to each approach. Uh, if you decide to reschedule, uh, have a general time frame for communication. Um, and then we wanna clearly communicate to our audiences. Create a communication plan, whether that's a drip email, whether that's through social media, um, you make a plan for how you're gonna communicate this stuff out, which leads us into our next point on communication. Um, so 
there's so much that goes into communication and everybody seems to have their own rhyme or reason to how things are communicated. But three of the ways that we want to look at it, we want to break down your communication list and audiences. Um, so you have a number of people that you are engaged with, that you are walking with. And so who are those people? And what do they need to know? Are they team leaders? Are they donors? Are they just your uh, fan base of sorts? Um, what needs to be communicated? And who are those people that you're communicating to? Next, we would just encourage you into two-way communication. Um, be open, uh, have that open door policy of sorts. Um, allow for that two-way communication from your donors, from your participants, from your partners. Um, be open to conversation um, with them. And next, ultimately, have fun with it. Like This can be super stressful and it can be overwhelming, but you can have a lot of fun with it. Like light, lighten it up for people, throw in a joke as corny as it may be. Um, I don't, I'm a new dad, so I love dad jokes, um, but have fun with it. Make a video and send it out. Um, get creative, allow your team to flex new muscles and stress themselves and, and try something new. So ultimately have fun with it because it can be fun and you are communicating what God has called you into. So be excited about that and that excitement is going to translate so well to the to the people that you're communicating to. Next, we want to talk about building a weekly digest, um, and so that can take many forms. Um, but we would just encourage you uh, in three ways: building awareness, training up, and sharing resources. Uh, so this weekly digest, for for one, it's going to help you build awareness to potentially a new audience, to people that have never heard about what you're doing or what God's called you into or, or why you do what you do. Um, so building that awareness around your organization, around the mission that God has for you. Uh, next, training up. Train up people uh, to carry that out because certainly you can't take on all of this by yourself. So maybe it's a volunteer, a key leader, whoever it is, um, repurposing some time um, to, to train them up to handle this and manage it on their own. And next, share resources. Um, we would just encourage you to talk to one another. Communicate back and forth to one another. And when I say one another, I mean other organizations. Ask questions, see what everybody else is doing. And I know you all are probably doing that already. Uh, but share resources from other organizations. Don't be afraid that it's gonna take audiences away, take a donor base. I know those are some underlying concerns, but sharing resources for the glory of God. Uh, a few suggestions that we would talk about or suggest in this kind of weekly digest, whether it's prayer requests, scripture verses, updates from partners, stories, past stories from participants, um, encouraging them into local engagement, um, or just simply a note from you, or a personal note um, that they can, they feel a personal connection with. Um, that will speak volumes to people. And on that note of engaging, um, how are you going local? What does that look like? Um, I know for many of us, we are focused on unreached, international, overseas, uh, wherever that is. Um, but certainly this has given us an avenue and opportunity to go local. Um, so know the communities of your audience. And I know some of you are far reaching. You've got a nationwide presence. And so how can you possibly know every single community? But maybe start simple. Where is your biggest demographic? Where's your biggest audience? Maybe it's Atlanta, maybe it's Los Angeles, maybe it's Omaha, Nebraska, who knows? But know their community. I mean. For one, you could simply go on Google Maps, type in uh, nonprofit organizations or uh, pregnancy resource centers or ministries, uh, and it's gonna pop up with tons of them. And so you can get to know their communities and what they can engage in. 
Um, and on that note, resourcing local organizations. Maybe it's right around you. Maybe your biggest audience is right around you in your own community. So how are you partnering with local organizations that are like-minded, that are proclaiming the gospel, and maybe share the same mission, whether that's medical, whether that's evangelism, um, outreach, whatever that looks like. Um, how are you resourcing local organizations to help your people into a missional lifestyle right where they are? And then for them, for your participants, I think it's really important to clearly define the win. Um, and so what does that look like? It's going to look like different things and different roles and different different opportunities, but clearly define the win. And if, if I could lay one win uh, before you all, I would say you've been engaging in a missional lifestyle. Um, and that can kind of be vague. And for a lot of people, they may not understand really what that means. Uh, but clearly defining that win for them of you, you're engaging with a short term or with a local partner, excuse me, um, that's the win. Uh, there doesn't have to be this overarching big, we're going to you know start this amazing project and there's 10 steps to it and then we're going to have 50 follow-up steps. Start simple. Just clearly define the win for them and we want you to engage with a local partner. And on that note, we want to talk about beyond the short term. So for us at Service Reef, we are all about mobilizing people toward a mission of living. I know you've heard that multiple times throughout this talk, uh, and you'll probably hear it multiple more times while we're, while we're still going. Um, but what does it look like beyond short term? And so even if you are sending trips, um, how are you encouraging them to serve locally? How are they taking the experience that they had on the field and, and living that out in their community here? Not everybody is gonna be a sent missionary. Um, not everybody's going to be a field worker, church planner, uh, medical doctor overseas. Um, so how are you encouraging them to serve locally? Um, get to know the community around you. Again, kind of going back to that point before. How, what do you know about the community around you and, or where your audience is? Um, and how can you encourage them to, to dive deeper into that community? Maybe it's through a church, a partner, organization. What does that look like? And then casting that broader vision. Um, and if we could, again, just, just to lay this before you, engaging in a missional lifestyle. Um, that is a broad vision uh, and can certainly be refined, um, but casting that vision for them of saying, it's not just about the short-term trip. You know that, I know that, but I think a lot of people can sometimes see this short-term trip as, okay, I've done, I've got my merit badge, uh, I've checked this off, I went overseas, or I did this, that, or the other, um, but casting that broader vision for them say no this is a lifestyle this is a lifetime journey of living on mission for the glory of god so all of this comes really directly from one of our resources uh and this is um covid canceled our short-term trip now what uh, so this is a free resource the link is down below um, you can copy and paste it or click on it um, we have tons of resources like that you'll see at the end we've got a few more resources uh, but these are all free uh, you can go on there and, and we hope, again, that it encourages and affirms a lot of the work that you're doing. Um, but just wanted to lay that before you um, and let you know that this is there's a deeper dive uh, to all of this, uh, and you can get it for free. Well, with all that said, we want to shift gears just a little bit. We're going to stay on the same, same topic of guiding our teams through 2020 and beyond, um, but really looking at what does it look like to engage locally, um, and how do you keep your people engaged, um, beyond this trip and when you're not sending trips, how do you keep your people engaged in your mission and your organization um, and engaged in that missional lifestyle? So for one, we want to focus our message. 
Um, so we teach, train, and adjust are the three words that I would just I would I would put there, um, and that can look different ways. Whether it's through drip emails, teaching nights, maybe you adjust your website, um, training your leaders, or creating a course. I've seen some tremendous things uh, come out of this season from a medical organization creating a virtual training course to send over to international partners uh, to train them and equip them uh, with the medical knowledge to carry out the work that they're doing. Um, certainly adjust is a big word. I know that's another key word that we've all heard multiple times, but how are you adjusting? Uh, you may have to adjust uh, the message that you're sending out. You may have to adjust the way that that message gets sent. Um, but whatever it is, we just encourage you to maybe look at some different avenues that whether it's been time constraints in the past, uh, workload, um, look at those different avenues, specifically maybe it's even social media. Uh, what are those different avenues that you just haven't tapped into yet and really focus in on this time to get your message out and maybe through a new platform or new medium. Next, we wanna talk about equipping your leaders. Uh, first, bring them into that conversation. Uh, bring them into the conversation of what do we do now? How do we engage our people beyond this? What are they hearing? What are, their, what are they hearing from their trip participants? They're the ones on the field with the people. And so they're gonna know and hopefully know a deeper level of how to keep their team engaged. So we want to equip them and bring them into the conversation to have a have a say in okay how do you engage your team whether you're in minnesota texas oregon new york wherever you are um, how can we help you engage your team and the work that you were going to do locally sharing that load um, don't take this all on yourself if you do that i promise you you're going to feel some burnout you're going to feel the weight of everything share that load with your leaders whether they're on your team or they're your uh, trip leaders Whoever that is that you can share that load with, make this a team effort. Bring them in and equip them and prepare them uh, to take some of that burden off you. And, and, and with that said, send them out, let them go. Empower them to go carry out the message of your organization, which we all know is ultimately the good news of the gospel, but send them out uh, to do the work that you're, you're calling them into. And part of this, um, and all, uh, pieces of this, come together with brainstorm brainstorming with them allow them to pitch new concepts maybe you have a contest uh, who can pitch the best idea for how we engage our teams uh, make them advocates give them the resources they need whether it's t-shirts or maybe they can set up a booth at their church um, give them the resources they need uh, to be an advocate for you and then have specific communications to them uh, bring them into the fold let them in on those kind of inner conversations that you all have within your organization as much as you can. Certainly there are some things that you wanna protect them from, uh, but bring them into those conversations. And then honor them well. You will not create a better advocate uh, until you honor them well. And so maybe that's a, a gift, a personal letter that kind of goes back to knowing your people. Know what makes them tick. Uh, maybe it's a date night for them and their wife. Uh, whatever that looks like, honoring them well is just going to build a, a deeper relationship with them, make them more likely to advocate for you and, and, and speak highly of your organization to hopefully bring in new donors, new participants, and new prayer warriors. Um, I mean, please don't underestimate that. On that note, we want to talk about communicating well. Um, and I know we talked about this in kind of in the last little bit, um, but this more on the the 
focusing your message uh, streamline and on the how do we engage um, post trip or without a trip. So first and foremost, create a plan. Um, we can all get sidetracked with ideas and wondering about stuff or brainstorming about stuff and that's all fantastic but eventually somebody's got to create a plan so whatever that looks like uh, you know, you're not knowing how things are going to go they might be on pause creating but creating a rhythm of communicating every so often whether that's once a quarter once a week once a month uh, but create a rhythm that people can get used to oh i'm expecting this email or i'm expecting this video um, or this post on social media um, but creating a plan behind that, it'll give you so much more structure uh, to be able to, to reach your people in a better way and a clear way. And on that note, determining your audiences. Um, talking to a millennial versus talking to somebody in their 50s and, and their 60s, gonna be different. How you reach them uh, is different. So determine your audiences. Are they international or are they local? Are they local to my state? Are they local as in they're just domestic in the United States? Um, so determine your audiences. Uh, what do they look like? Uh, who are they? What's their age? What is the best way that they communicate with? Um, and then use those communication avenues. Okay, finally, give, 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 and give some more. <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, I heard it once from a business leader you want to give at minimum seven times before ever asking for anything. So whatever you can give, whether it's a resource, a video, a training, um, maybe it's just a, a giving of information, um, or maybe it's a gift. Um, give and give and give and give and give and give. Um, and then ask something, um, call them into something, have a call to action. Um, but give them something that draws them into your organization, draws them into who you are and who's God made you, who God's made you to be. Um, and then on the note of creating a plan, think sequentially. So it's a little bit more advanced, but consider leveraging your overall communication series to help teach something, but doing that in parts. For example, you might have a 10 part teaching that's communicated over 20 weeks. Um, so it don't think so rigidly on, okay, if I create a plan, it's gotta follow this X, Y, Z, get creative with it um, and think in new ways and new strategies and certainly there are great resources out there and we can send you some of those resources if you want um, next kind of along those same lines shifting to local kind of in what we've talked about research the area uh, whether that's where you are or where your participant is or partner is research the area get to know are there a lot of churches there what kind of churches are there um, what partners are there what are the the demographics what are the main problems um, there's a great website that you can look up that shows you the zip codes uh, in different communities and, and shows you the, the you know, local income and uh, maybe what some of the problems are in that community. Um, and so get to know the areas where your people are. Next, give them clear steps. Uh, for a lot of people, their biggest step was going on a short-term trip. And so they've made that step so they can handle quite a bit. But for some of your donors, Donating is really their biggest step that they've taken. So giving them clear steps into a, a new avenue, a new way to engage. Maybe it's simply going on a prayer walk. And I, I don't say simply lightly, but going on a prayer walk on your street. Um, talk to your neighbor about why you donate to this organization and, and share with them why it's close to your heart. 
um, but giving them clear steps into how to engage their local community. And some may be bigger. Maybe it's engaging in, in, in prison ministry or engaging uh, in homeless ministry. Um, for a lot of your people, that's going to be a really clear next step. They can do that. Um, so knowing your audience, knowing uh, where people are at in their walk, um, and then giving clear steps to progress. And then be an advocate. Encourage them. Uh, walk alongside them. Listen to their stories. Listen to the ups and downs of engaging locally around them. Uh, but be an advocate for them. Help them. Maybe you know somebody who knows somebody. Get them connected. Fight for them. And they're going to fight for you back. And on the note of our participants, uh, share stories. Um, and so that first kind of point, from who and with who. Um, so who are you getting your stories from? Are they your participants, partners, leaders? Is it your own team? And then who do you share those stories with? Um, certain stories are going to resonate more with the participant. Certain stories are going to resonate more with the donor. Um, and maybe it's both and. Um, but determining who those stories are coming from and, and where your stories are going. And maybe you don't have stories right now. So maybe that's your first step. It's okay, how do we collect the stories that we know God has been doing for so long? Um, so from who and with who. And then ask for them personally. Like go to them, call them, email them, whatever it takes, ask for those personally. I know in my own experience, getting people to write stories after a short-term trip or after a local engagement opportunity is like pulling teeth. Uh, but when I go to them personally, sit down with them and just hear their story, and I'm able to take notes and maybe help them create a narrative around that, um, I'm much more likely to get that story. Um, and so ask for them personally. And then give clear directions and examples. Um, if you've got a story bank, share that with your, with your participants and with your people. Let them know, hey, this is what a story looks like. Do you wanna share yours? Uh, here's what we need. Maybe you have a team that can create a story based off of bullet points. So maybe give them some clear directions on provide this information and we'll put the story together. Um, or maybe it's having them send a video in. And get creative with it, uh, but try to engage them in sharing those stories by giving them clear directions and examples, stuff to go off. Um, I love using templates. It's extremely helpful for me personally. I don't know about you, um, but I know in my own experience when I've shared a template with somebody, it's just helped them that much more see how to put that story together. Next, we wanna talk about lifting up partners. And so this can be a really amazing opportunity uh, to support your partners in a unique way. And one of those ways might be creating a joint training night. And so maybe you bring your partner in over Zoom or maybe they're local, maybe it is a local partner um, and it's like-minded, uh, but create a joint training night whether it's in person or virtual, and equip your people uh, to know what's going on and prepare them for the work that they're gonna experience overseas and locally. Interview your partners, get to know them. A lot of times your, your participants and donors only know you and they only know the stories from you. But so many times those stories from the partners or the organizations and, or field leaders um, can draw that much more um, engagement from your donors and your participants and it makes it all that more real and finally we want to listen to their needs if i'm being honest I've, i have failed this at sometimes um a lot of times uh but we want to listen to their needs um what is it that in this current climate 
that they need. Maybe it's not a short-term trip. Maybe it's resources. Maybe it's prayer. But sit and listen to your partners. Listen to your field workers and hear their hearts. I know you all are doing this really well. Um, But for those of you that just may need that extra encouragement, um, listen to their needs. Finally, we want to prepare to go. We don't expect this to last forever. um, And we expect that we will be able to go. Um, And so be prepared to go. So what does your current process look like? Are you automating things? Are you on technology? Are you on Excel? Are you on paper? All those are fine. Um, But assess your current process from beginning to end. Have a plan. Um, And maybe you reevaluate some things. Maybe you adjust some things and take out some stuff and add new things. Whatever that looks like, assess your current process for from the time somebody lands on your website for an opportunity to the time that they end up on the field. What does that look like? So maybe take a team day away, take a half day, and just assess your current process. Brainstorm ways to reach a new audience. And so we've talked about this throughout. Maybe it's through different avenues of communication. Maybe it's maybe it's you need to engage locally better and engage a local audience. Um, maybe it's a new state that you man we've never sent somebody from Alaska. So what would it look like to send somebody from Alaska? That would be pretty cool. Uh, but how would you reach that person? How would they be notified that they can even that they can be a part of taking the gospel across the world? And finally, it's so easy and so simple, but oftentimes we miss it so frequently. Take action. Take actionable steps to to start the process to preparing to go. And for some of you, it's gonna be as easy as flipping a switch and you're ready to go. But for others of you, it's gonna take some time. But take action now to prepare for that going. Well, as I mentioned at the end, or at the end of the last kind of bit, Um, We have tons of free resources. Again, Service Reef is a short-term and long-term sending platform. We certainly have great automation and all these fancy bells and whistles that will make sending trips so much easier. But we also know we just wanna be a resource. We wanna help you all through this process. We want to bring together all the information that we are hearing from so many of you and put it in one place. And so that place is gonna be missions made simple. Uh, We have e-courses on there, free ebooks, all sorts of resources to help you in walking with your participants, walking with your team, uh, preparing a short-term trip. So much of it is free. I think there's like one or two things that are paid, and if you need some help paying for it, just let us know. Um, but all this information that we just went through uh, can be found in our Not Able to Send Trips, The Seven Things You Must Do to Keep People Engaged. That's a free resource. It's gonna be on Missions Made Simple. The link is down below. Um, but we just want to encourage and equip you all uh, for all the work that God has before you. Thank you all so much for your time today. Um, thank you for the questions, um, and just thank you for all the work that you are doing. Um, we're, we're encouraging you, or we're praying for you um, daily that uh, you would have clarity, that the Lord would just show you exactly where you need to go. Um, and if there is ever any way that we can help, or be a resource, um, you are always welcome to contact us. Whether you are a client of ours or not a client, we want to see the gospel advance. And if we can be a small part of that and helping, uh, we are honored to do that. Um, So thank you all for your time. Uh, You all have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the conference.